You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 175. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 175. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Oh, are you ready? Are you ready? I can't right now with you. Why your, can't you? In your underwear. In my underwear? It's hot. It's I hot. know. California didn't get the memo that it's the fall. Yeah. Like, oh, they was, never do. It was so funny. It, like, sprinkled, like, two days ago. And everybody's like, oh, it's raining. And I'm like, yeah. it's That's like a late mist. Yeah, it's more like spit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a camel sneeze. Um, poor California with our water deficiency. Like, it's so awful. It's pretty bad. And, and we're going into fire season right now, too. And there's plenty on the East Coast. It's it's just, right. it's crazy. What's the deal? I don't even know. What's the deal? What's the dealio? Hey, people. Hey, guys. So, I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, this will be a little fun. A little role reversal. Well, this, this came to us from Mr. Smith. That's right. This but is my idea. This is his idea. My brainchild. Yeah. He thought, you know what? Why don't I interview you and just kind of flip it a little bit and... Kind of flip it. Flip the script. <laughs> yeah, just... Flip <laughs> it. White people be like... <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Hashtag for sure. Hashtag for sure. So... That's what we're going to do today, and we actually posed the question <coughs> on my Facebook page and just said, what do you want to hear from me? What do you want to know about? Any insider secrets or, you know? Well, the original idea was that I would just, <clears throat> excuse me, come up with a bunch of questions and ask you, mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, why don't I just put it out on the on social media and see what people say? And Throw it out on the line. So you guys made my job real easy. I've got a ton of questions. Hopefully we, we get through them. We threw it out on the line. We threw it out on the line. Because I want you taking the photo instantaneously, you're putting the photo out there on the line. Is it online? Yeah, I'm putting my photos out on the line and I'm creating an exchange. Yeah, that's Instagram. But mine's more of a social sharing on the line that's happening. Online. Quick interjection. When you keep saying on the line, you do mean online. Sure. You mean and online? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would say the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the line. Throw on it out the- on the line. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, right. yeah, so we heard back from a bunch of you guys on Instagram and... They were fantastic questions, so we're going to answer a lot of them today. And we have to wish you a huge, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Halloween. No, Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, we've got our pumpkin tree representing right here. Yeah, this is like... We have a pumpkin tree. We have a pumpkin tree. You guys hear that? Pumpkin tree. Those two words you don't hear too often We don't fuck around. No. No. It's like twigs. <laughs> with it's pumpkins like sticks on them. With, with little mini pumpkins. It's you for can, reals, though. It's, it's not... It, at Trader Joe's, you can get them at Trader yeah, Joe's. Yeah, it's, it's like a real pumpkin tree. And they're little tiny, tiny little pumpkins. Real small. Real small pumpkins. They're so sweet. But anyway, I hope you're having a very amazing Halloween and that you're staying safe. And if you listen to this afterwards, I hope you got lots of candy and they were safe candies. Can I do my villain laugh for them? Sure, babe. <laughs> it's 
pretty good. Right? I cannot do that to save my life. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try because it, it's like. E- e- ooh, uh. I want to hear it now. That was it pretty much. That's it? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we've got to talk about other exciting things. Oh, my God. Deflect. Deflect. So you can still get in on my holiday support group called Survive and Thrive. And it's all about not losing your shit with your family over the holidays. It's how to stand up to them. And it is going to span (laughs) over four weeks. And you will have the opportunity to hang out with a bunch of other people who need that support in handling some of the tough things that we have to navigate specifically during the holiday season when we're around a lot of family that maybe we don't see all the time or that we're not that close with or who we like to avoid most of the time. Mm-hmm. So the deal with it, you can find everything out about it if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash thrive, or you can also find it on the show notes page for this particular episode, which is thejoyjunkie.com slash 175. And we're going to do a whole online workshop where you'll get a ton of content, like a 90-minute class, huge workbook that you'll be able to take with you. You'll get an MP3 recording of the actual class so you can refer to it over and over again. You'll get access to the Facebook group, which is the primary support place for four weeks yeah so we'll do the workshop before thanksgiving uh in the u.s u.s thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and then you'll have like a whole arsenal of tools to kind of work with that's november 25th for those of you yes yeah if you're in uh anywhere other than the u.s and then after that you can kind of use those tools implement them talk about it in the group if you need to we're going to have weekly challenges to help support you what a and, great idea and then after the u.s thanksgiving <laughs> we will have another like live facebook q a chat where you can submit questions to me about what did work what didn't work where did you get stuck what was the challenge and then kind of regroup prior to going into christmas or hanukkah or kwanzaa or whatever you might celebrate even the new year or even if you just need tools to handle your family. And it, it's really perfect because it's a great place for you to just kind of pop in, ask questions, get support with a bunch of other people who are in the same boat and from me and handle this shit instead of like being so fucking terrified of what everyone's going to say to you. You'll have a bunch of tools. We're going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about how to gear up and prepare for family engagements. All the stuff that... Uh, really gets in your way how to speak up how to foresee how people are going to respond like brainstorm all the possible scenarios of how your family may react to you or topics that you discuss and how to troubleshoot those in advance really like some of my favorite favorite stuff packed into like a no holds barred uh sort of mini course where firecracker course i haven't really done like a a course that's really about being a support group. Yeah. You know, and that's really what this is primarily about. Well, what a time of year, too. I mean, it's so needed. Yeah. It, it seems like it's the time of year when we're supposed to de-stress, and it's the time when we're most stressed. That's right. Yeah. That's that right. Tax- if you want in on this and you don't want to break the bank, you guys, it's 40 seven dollars it is so reasonable so inexpensive especially going into the holidays and that's like just over 10 bucks a week i mean so if you want in go to thejoyjunkie.com slash thrive and i can't wait to hang out with you let's pass it on over to you pass me the mic it's time for 
Would you rather? My mic sounds nice. All right. So ep- this t- uh, episode, the would you rather is pretty quick and pretty simple. Okay. It's one of those ones that you're either on one fence or the other. Okay. M&M's or Skittles? Oh, my God. M&M's. See? Like, people are like, ah. Done. Like, you know. Yeah. Right? Skittles oh, yeah. hurt my teeth. I don't like Skittles. You used to I used to eat them all the time. Die hard. I can't. Well, I, I, I went, like the chocolate now these days. Like you, just, I really like that you converted. Yeah. Well, you converted me. And you came over to this side. I did because I was a Starburst, Skittles. He liked all the fruity Laffy candies. Taffy. That was yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah. And I've always been like peanut butter. But then caramel, I figured out chocolate. what Red 5 and Yellow 6 and that kind of crap does to you. And, and so now we only eat chocolate and caramel <laughs> and peanut butter. <laughs> Yeah, we're really snobby about that. No. Yeah, right. Oh my Not red number five, you know. So <laughs> if you would like to share with us what your would you rather is, please hit me up on Instagram. You can find me under the, the handle at the Joy Junkie and let me know what you would rather, M&M's or Skittles. Definitely M&M's. And you're... you're I'm on M&M's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I appreciate that. Okay. All right, so let's get into some interview. All right, so let me put on this different hat here. <laughs> Straight switch hats. I'm this one spit out my water. You're changing hats from the would you rather hat to the interviewer yeah, hat. Yeah. <laughs> See right there, it says interview right on it. Oh, wow. So you can right. do that on radio podcast. Oh, right, right. All right, moving forward. Uh, this one comes from uh, Rachel Brud. Brood? Brud? That's her handle, so who yeah, knows? Her handle, Rachel Brud. Uh, what, when, and where were you when you had that aha moment that made you choose to leave your career and start life coaching? This is a very specific moment for me yeah, and it's very poignant. So uh, many of you guys know, if, if you've come to any of my workshops, you've heard this, this story, but I worked for a good decade as a makeup artist and I had climbed the ranks in a prestige makeup line and I have what I like to had what I like to refer to as a big girl job. I had a company car and an assistant, and I traveled, and it was you know nice and fancy. And I was kind of dying a slow death because my entire self worth, my entire sense of who I was, was wrapped up in this career. And I remember very specifically, I was driving home in that damn company car, <laughs> and I oftentimes would do a lot of business on the phone, and it was it was probably early to mid 2000s so it was before any of the laws about being on the phone in your car Mm -hmm. you know so I was on my Bluetooth all the time and we had a really intricate voicemail system so I was constantly working during that commute calling store locations talking with managers talking with my support whatever and getting a lot of work done and at one point I had decided you know what let me just take a break from this voicemail and let me just play some music hmm and what was crazy was not only the song that was playing, the play, the song that came on the radio, but it was crazy the epiphany that I had in that moment that I had not listened to music in my car for years because I was always, always on the phone. working, mm-hmm. working, working, working. So it dawned on me that I had not even allowed myself simple pleasures like listening to music in my car because my entire life had been enveloped by 
this career. Like everything about who I was and how significant I felt was wrapped up in that job. Yeah. So the song, very poignantly, that came on was Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway. And so I just start kind of like scream crying, like break away, like have this <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. And the song is so relevant because it's like, I'm going to spread my wings. I'm going to fly away. I'm going to deal with my life on my terms sort of thing. And I remember walking into our bedroom and I had mascara streaming down my face and looked like the Joker. I thought it was Halloween again. And you were like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? Yeah. What, what was it? And I remember <clears throat> I kind of held up my fingers and just said, I am this close to completely losing myself. And that was the beginning of something has to change. Like I can't continue on this trajectory the way things are going. Yeah. And not too long after that, I think you had heard I don't know if it was on Ryan Seacrest or what it was, but you had heard a life coach on the radio and mm. you came home and you said, babe, I heard this profession and because he knew I was really unhappy and that I was really looking for like a, something to shift. And he said, I heard this career on the radio and I swear to God, it's you, babe. You've been doing it your whole life. You need to look into it. And he felt so convicted about it that he actually sent away to various coaching schools to get materials for me like look into this you have to look into this and that was really the beginning yeah so it started with that very pivotal moment of like this has to change and then i i feel so grateful that you felt so strongly about that for me yeah and and so that's good answer so the way <laughs> the where is somewhere in southern california like kind it was of on the 91 freeway it was on the 91 or it might have been 57 i can't remember anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> You're going to take the 91 <laughs> to the 57. I'm going to take Canyon View Driver to San Vicente and then make a left and go 4 or 5 north. From there, just get off of Mulholland. To the Mulholland. Turn on Mulholland. <laughs> Turn left at the Home Depot. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so uh, Amy Kate 73 asks, where do you see the Joy Junkie in five years? Five years. Okay, I... Well, I hope that there is at least one, if not two, books that I've written. And there's one that's very much in the works right now, which is exciting. And I hope that the direction has has been kind of an elevated level of what I'm doing now. I would like to be doing quite a bit more speaking engagements. I think that's really where you need to go, for sure. A lot more speaking engagements and in-person workshops. In fact, in going into 2017... I'm definitely going to be doing more in-person seminars, workshops, daily, you know, just like quick day retreats yeah. and longer term retreats. So that's really where I see things. That's awesome. um, and it will still be kind of a hybrid of online and in-person. Okay. What's so. the biggest lesson you've learned since you became a coach? There's so many. But um, I want you to. Go ahead. The biggest, the biggest lesson, I guess if I'm really looking at the meta view, the meta meta view is really truly how to madly love myself like yeah. like that yeah. i that I, it was were you gonna say something like that yeah being my, able to look in the mirror and smile yeah like i genuinely like i still have really tough days and i sure. have plenty of valleys <laughs> and there are t- there are really hard times but those moments i feel very strongly that like my situation sucks or my feelings are hurt or a situation or a circumstance is tough, but I'm very clear that I'm still valuable and that I still really am worthy of what I want, even if I've messed up. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that would have to be probably the biggest. That's a good one. Change for sure. That's big. Okay, the the last part of that question, and it's a great question. What is the one word you would use to describe your life today, and why that word? I my first thought when I read that question was freedom, mm. like free. I feel so free. In fact, I think last night I was thinking about what if I had to wake up and go to the job that I used to go to like 10 yeah. years ago and and just like there was this cloak of heaviness that came over me just thinking, just about, thinking about it. it. Wow. And I just feel such a sense of, sense of freedom in so many ways, uh, financially, uh, occupationally, like where like I'm hanging out with my husband in our underwear right now talking to people all over the world. Well, I'm in mine. Yeah. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm always in my underwear. What are we <laughs> but uh, freedom to be who I really am. That's one of the reasons why I just threw myself into coaching immediately, particularly with the Coaches Training Institute, which is where I was trained, because they were really like, all you have to be is who you really are. Like, that's all you have to be. You don't have to put up a front and pretend. And I was like, oh my God, yes, yes. So, freedom. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, support for social anxiety asks, how often, that's a great handle, by the way, how often do you hear your inner critic? How often do you self-coach? And what was one of the most important lessons you learned at CTI as well as when you first started coaching? Okay. Do the, so it's a three-part. How often do I hear my critic? Daily. Yeah. Absolute daily. And this is something that I talk about with my students and clients all the time is we do not eradicate an inner critic it's part of who we are it's like saying like eradicating your stomach Mm. it's a part of your body or you know getting mad at yourself for sweating it's like no it's just (laughs) a part of your your makeup as a human so i engage with her daily and i i definitely self-coach daily too and that's that is what we do in this profession is we create a new way of managing that shit so instead of hearing a negative voice in my head and for me a lot of times it's comparison around other people in business like that's one of my biggest areas or you know i am feeling a little heavier than i have been in a while so i've been a little bit more self-conscious about image stuff so I just have to I really notice it like I notice when I've been a little bit meaner to myself or when that voice creeps in you know like for instance um my I've been a little heavier and my skin's been breaking out a little bit lately and so the way I used to be is I would look in the mirror and just spew Mm self-hate and tons of Mm self-loathing and now I look in the mirror and I go oh my gosh you poor thing your poor skin you know and I feel more compassionate towards my body or my skin like I am so sorry I think I've been eating too much gluten and that or too much dairy and that's why you're breaking out and you're just trying to take care of me I am so sorry god damn that gluten god damn gluten or you know if it's heavy you know heaviness or feeling a little thicker than I'd like to be I tell my body I'm like thank you so much for carrying me up and down the stairs thank you for taking care (laughs) of me thank you for breathing for me processing my food and I am so sorry I've been making some really unhealthy choices I am really going to get back on back on the bandwagon with that and so I I go through that process of of a negative comment creeping in and then rerouting it 
daily. Nice. Daily. It's okay. a new way to manage. It's not that you're invincible. Absolutely. All right. What was one of the most important lessons you learned at CTI? All right. So again, if I haven't been clear, CTI is the Coaches Training Institute, and I will put a link to them in the show notes too. They, they are, I believe, are the leader when it comes to coach education, especially now because we're kind of inundated with people being like, become a coach in two days. And, and they just have such integrity in their work. And it radically changed me. It radically changed me going through their curriculum. But I think probably one of the biggest lessons that, that I still use constantly is the idea of curiosity. And I know that sounds like really like ugh, lame, but especially in my mind, I'm always making up, I'm always making up a truth. Like, well, these people aren't going to accept me or I'll never be able to get this book deal or I'm never going to get this, you know, speaking engagement or whatever. And then I have to stop and go, wait a minute, I'm making up a conclusion. What if I just get curious? Like, what might, might what might happen? Mm-hmm. What what are all the possibilities? And I do it with my clients too or my students when I have the inclination to go into we call it level 1 where you start really thinking about yourself instead of thinking about level 2 which is the client. So I immediately realize that and go okay, I got to get get curious about them. So instead of judging or voting on what's going on with them, I get immediately curious, like, what's that been like for you? Mm. What does that feel like for you? What are you craving? What are you hungry for? And I, so the curiosity element has been, it takes away any need for me to have the answer as a coach too. It, it just allows me to continue to care and love so deeply for a client. Like, what is happening over there? Allow me to be with you there. That, you know, the, you tapped into something there that is important for anyone in their job or in life. And that is to um, get involved in, in the moment that you're in. Right. Presence. Get that presence. And, you know, because we're always so, just like I was doing it right now, I'm reading ahead to the next question and I'm going, you know, what am I going to ask her again next? And I'm like, no, I'm listening to your answer. Be here, be here. Yeah. And like really getting connected to you instead of, trying to think about, oh, what am I going to say next? Yeah. You know? CTI anyway. has a whole bunch of, of skill set on that too. Yeah. And that was really, that was kind of the first time I realized that we spend so much time in the past and the future, but not in the present. But and I think that's another way to avoid burnout in your job is just like, what's the day going to bring? What kind of, right. what's, you know, and get curious about it. It's One great. of my favorite ways to use curiosity is in the face of judgment. So when, like I've been doing it lately with the, with the political debates and stuff, like my immediate response to, you know, if I see some sort of supporter that I think is, you know, my instinct is to judge them and make mm. up who they are. Yeah. I stop and try to uh, call on curiosity and go, I wonder what has shaped them. Right. I wonder what has made that. That's how we're going to cross this divide is that That's kind right. of attitude. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing like if somebody is upset with you at work or somebody who it spews hate towards you anywhere. Yeah. It, I always wonder, you know, and in fact, this situation happened when I was on my retreat this past May with all of my beautiful 
colleagues and yeah. you know 42 amazing women and we had a horrible experience with one of the servers who was waiting on all of us and she was just awful and you know a lot of the you know the girls were like oh gosh this is so awful blah 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 and I'm like you know what though in those situations I really and I don't always do it but I try to remember like get curious I wonder what her day has been that she thinks that that's that's the behavior she has to call upon to take care of herself. Yeah. Because we're only doing stuff to take, to take care of ourselves. That's it. We're just always trying to be safe. I don't always get curious. But when I do, but when it's I do. amazing. <laughs> All, right. All right. Moving forward. Yeah. Kelly R. Gill says, uh, how do you deal with your fill-in-the-blank family on Thanksgiving when you are totally the opposite? I feel like I'm going into hell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this is a great... Uh, question to plug your little uh, thing you're doing this week. <laughs> nice segue, Mr. Smith. Right? I think what she's really pointing to is when everyone in your family believes or is enveloped by a certain ideology or belief system or whatever, and you're not. You're kind of the odd man out. And this sure. could even be a situation where everybody in your world or everybody in your family is in academia and you are a musician or an artist and they right. are like, when are you going to go to law school or when are you going to go to become a professor and so it or it could be political differences religious differences for whatever reason you feel very ostracized and and different and I wish I had a really great way to size this up because it has taken me years to figure out who well, that's why you developed that support group that's exactly right and this is something I've been really wanting to do for a long time because I feel like it is the most potent and challenging during the holidays in particular Absolutely. because it's very triggering it reminds us of holidays growing up and the way in which our family dealt with us growing up so I would first of all really really suggest that you come hang out with me for survive and thrive so Again, if you guys are interested in that to really help not lose your shit during the holiday, uh, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash thrive. But I would say, gosh, the if I could give you like one piece of advice around that, it is to prepare, is to ac- adequately prepare. Like, I don't know if it's journaling for you or brainstorming. And again, in our workshop, if you opt to be a part of it, we're going to go through a lot more tactical ways that you can handle yourself and journal prompts and things like that. But get really clear on who you want to be prior to going into that family event. Get your uh, mind right. Get your mind right. Get really clear on what you're likely to engage with. Like, is it really common that mom always asks you why you're not married? Or your uncle gives you shit for... Uh, not having kids yet or somebody gives you a hard time because you're going out of the country for school. Yeah, I was going to say you can reverse engineer it and say at the end of this event, when I leave and get in my car, what, where do I want to be? That's how right. do I want to feel and how do I want to have shown up when that's I was right. there? What yeah. would make me feel the best when I leave? That is a, that's one of the questions that I use all the time and it is um, when I wake up tomorrow morning, how do I want to feel about the woman I was? Yeah. Or how do I want to feel about the man I was? And that eliminates the other person, the other family, all the interact. It eliminates all those people because we can't control them yeah. at all. You're all right. we can do is control who we're being. So get really clear about who you want to be, 
what you're going to give voice to if somebody challenges you and how you're going to approach it. You know, like I have to really say, okay, I am not going to entertain conversations about X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And then I just remain really vigilant to not allowing those. So yeah, I would give yourself some time to really entertain that question and gear up for it. All right. Our next question is from shrinking underscore Brittany. When did you know Mr. Smith was the one? And where did you go on your first date? Hashtag Mr. Smith fan club. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Let's get that trending, everyone. Trend it. Let's get it trending. You don't even know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't I'm not even on Twitter. How am I going to know if it's trending? I don't know. But I it's a funny know. thing to say. It is fun. I, I don't know if I had a specific moment of he's the one. I, it felt like I always knew. I mean, there was a moment. Really? I didn't know that. We, well, I mean, we kind of had about a month or two where we were dating. And mm-hmm. then it was like, I'm done, man. I love this. This is my soulmate. I am not letting him go. And. Was there a specific moment where you looked at me or saw something and said, yes, that this is it? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there was a very pivotal moment that I remember I just feel like it's it was so quick and so affirmative. Like there was just no question in my mind, you know. Like we we said I love you very quickly. Mm-hmm. We after about a couple of months, we had decided to that we were going to get married. We got married two years later. Yeah, and that was all nineteen years ago. So and it it was all very smooth. <laughs> For me, it was that moment when you wore those pants. Stop it! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> And you turned around and walked away from me. And I was like, yep, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, And where we went on our first date, we went to. It's kind of a funny story. Yeah, it is a funny story. Well, so up until that point, I mean, I was only 18. So everybody who I dated, it was just like, kegger, kickback, or let's go to these parties, you know. And you actually like courted me, properly picked me up in a vehicle that you owned. (laughs) (laughs) Easy job, I guess. And he brought me like, he brought me three roses, three carnations, met my parents. And then he took me to a a, a Japanese restaurant called Yamazato's, which is no longer there. Right. But it was a lot like a Benihana's where they Mm -hmm. cook the food in front of you and told me like, get whatever you want. And I was like, really? Like that was such a splurge. And that's when I found out it was the worst restaurant to take you to because you were a burger and fry girl. I was, I'm a total diner girl. (laughs) But it's really funny because our ages felt really apparent at that time. So I tried to dress really sophisticated. And and I tried to like dress all cool. Like hip and young, which you were still young. You're 25, but. You well, know, 18, come on. We we were really in kind of a different place at that time. So, yeah, and and then we went to go see, I think, Rush Hour? Rush Hour, I remember. Uh, <laughs> the first one. And we were at a, a theater in Ontario, California, where they have like these like couch sort of style seating. And so he thought it would be really <laughs> funny to pretend like he was pulling off his shoe and that he pulled so hard that he rolled off onto the floor and he thought that that would be really funny. But I was so, and this has continued to be a theme in our relationship where I, sure. my mind is so preoccupied with something else that I don't even see or hear what is going on with him. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I remember uh-huh. I was... Total dude. I was super engulfed in the previews and I look over 
and I see you like kind of sheepishly getting up off the floor, like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I remember looking over, like, why is he on the floor? <laughs> I remember looking up, That's waiting weird. for you to guffaw, and you just looked right back at the screen. <laughs> and then I just looked right back at the screen, like, oh, that looks like a good movie. Just completely ignored him. I was like, this is going so well. And then, but then when we pulled back into my parents' house and he was dropping me off, I was like, so how do you feel like that went? Like, I wanted to totally debrief the date. Miscommunication. <laughs> I mean... MRS communication, not miscommunication. Yeah. And then you were you were saying, Oh, I I just think that our pace is really good. <laughs> yeah, let's just uh, You did not know what to let's do just with continue me. at at this pace, you know. Yeah. I didn't know how to answer it. And yeah. then and then we we actually had a booth. We worked together at the same restaurant. And there was a booth that we were we were always really good friends and so prior to thirty nine. Yeah, I th- is it 39 or 38? Was it, oh, it was 38. Is it yeah, 38? 38. I can't remember right. now. Booth 38. And so we were back in that booth, and, and you were kind of trying to tell me, like, maybe we should just be friends. And I was like, nope. Not nope, having it. Not going to happen. <laughs> and so that was, like, almost 20 years ago. So that's our story in a nutshell. That's a little, little stroll down memory lane there. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one comes from vplum 9 Um she says, questions on faith slash religion. Uh, how, it influences you, how it influences you today, if you believe the same things as your family, etc. I think I remember you saying you came from a pretty religious family. Yeah. But that's a loaded question. She may not have listened to all of the pods because I talk about that Yeah, I was going to so say, much. it's kind of like a theme. So I grew up in a very born-again uh, conservative Christian family. My father had a master's in divinity and a doctorate in ministry, so both my parents had really given their entire life to that faith and that ministry which I do still very very much respect it's a it's a life of faith which I think is respectable period so <clears throat> there's there are really no elements of that that I still have in my life as far as the actual doctrine or religion so if you're asking what like what do I actually believe in now I think, I think that, that's it, more the question I'd like you to answer is yeah I think if I had to put in? myself in a in some sort of box I would say agnostic I I'm very comfortable not knowing like I'm pretty sure that there's something a lot bigger than us and but I, I cannot get on board with anything related to worship. I don't believe in that. I don't like the idea that there's something that is so much bigger that it calls for me to worship it like a deity. That doesn't, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I personally feel like our intuition is our own divinity. That's our own internal God. And it's our compass of right and wrong. And that's what we are given to guide us so we really know when something doesn't feel right and it's our job to kind of fine-tune that and lean into it so with that same concept i do feel like we all have our own god in us you know but i don't feel compelled for that to look any specific way as far as as uh, doctrine or or ritual or anything like that right and I feel very, very strongly about science. I absolutely believe in science. I think that we can even... Well, yeah. I believe in science. <laughs> I don't know why you always have to be judging me. Because I only believe in science. I was listening to <laughs> a podcast 
the other day that was about love and how we can measure love in our brains and things like that. So I find even abstract concepts like that really, really fascinating. But I think where I'm at as a whole, I definitely believe in a universal energy. I don't necessarily think that there's a deity or like a supreme being. I think it's the same way we think of uh, like light or wind. It can be multiple places and have multiple effects, but it's not necessarily a deity or there's not like a hierarchy where it is more worthy of worship than anything else. Right. And and I'm also Fair. really comfortable not knowing, like being able to That's how I feel. to learn about it. Comfortable not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Mhm. All right. So, speed round. Okay. So, I'm just going to go through them here real quick. Uh, what's your favorite thing about yourself? That I love myself. Nice. What's your favorite thing about Mr. Smith? That you are such an incredible blend of being a total guy's guy, but super in touch with the feminine qualities. I fucking love that about oh, you. Oh, that's cool. I, I love it. Thanks, babe. Uh, what's your favorite thing about your best friend or your BFF? Uh, her, her desire to always improve and be better. Mm. And her sense of humor. Nice. And what's your favorite vacation spot? I don't know if I have one. I I think I would have to say, as long as it's like a nice quaint bed and breakfast, I love that sort of mm. thing. A little bed and breakfast and yeah. really a little like homey. We're so on the same page. Uh, and what's on your bucket list? I don't have one. I know. I don't have a bucket list. You need one. I feel really amazing list. like about everything I've accomplished. And there's and I don't like a lot of like risky shit like jumping out of airplanes well, and shit yeah. and that's what i think of i think there's a there's also a lot of like things you're like i should put that on my list just because that's what those are the things you put on your bucket list right you know i'm not a huge traveler like right. i'd be up for it but i'm not like oh i've got to see the taj mahal and i've got to see mount rushmore and i've got to right. see i'm like eh. i don't know i those aren't the things i really need you. to start thinking about that so maybe look at your bucket list a little bit differently yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna really think about that because I I don't have one. Think outside the bucket list. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks for interviewing. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you guys. And for thanks submitting. for being so open. Yeah, of course, as always, right? Thanks <laughs> you to all of you guys who actually submitted questions to me and made made that really easy for Mr. Smith. And I I hope that you gained some awesome insight and that this was fun for you in some way. And again, if you want any kind of support around these sorts of things for this crazy holiday season, you can find all of that information on survive and thrive at thejoyjunkie.com slash thrive. And I hope to see you there. I think that's it. Anything else you want to add? That's it for me. All right. So here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. 